and up the Men's Mental Health Podcast. My name is Andy Richardson and opposite me is the effervescent Tommy Dankwa. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. I'm really good. And we are speaking from LCCM, the London College of Creative Media, um, a place you can go to do music and other things related to creative stuff. And uh, thank you very much to them for lend- lending us their premises. That's when you say other things created to uh, created other things related to creative stuff, what what do, what else do you do? Because um, I associate this with a music college. Yeah, it's a music college, but they also do things like music management. Ah, okay. They do stuff like publishing. Um, there's a creative writing branch as well, okay. I think. And uh, I don't work for the college, so I... So. Well, no, I mean, it's just good to put it out there. Yeah, it's mainly music, though. It's, yeah, it's mainly music. Nice. Anyway, this is an, isn't an advert for LCCM. No, not at all. I was just curious. <laughs> so, I'm, Thank you, LCCM. Yes, thank you. Now, I'm going to start this uh, podcast off with a massive apology. And that apology is uh, that, um, again, we've lied because... This week we don't have a guest. No, we don't. We don't have a guest. We've let them down. We've let the listeners down. It's not because we don't have a massive plethora of amazing guests lined up. Which and we, we really do. do have some, don't we? We've got some amazing guests. We do. Coming up. We do. All yeah. will be, we'll be revealed. Um, it's just that we feel like um, we haven't met up for a while and so much has been going on in our lives and we've had... We've got so many reflections on that that we thought we'd just have a little chat together. I think it's good to do this occasionally. And I think maybe we should say that we're not going to have a guest every week. Occasionally, we might just have a little catch up, you and I. Yes. Then we're not lying, are we? That's true. Okay. All right. So yeah. this is mainly a guest podcast, but sometimes <laughs> it's just it's just me and you. Guests every week, apart from when we decide yeah. we need to have but a catch up. But it will always be us too, because let's face it, just one of us talking to ourselves, that would be a bit weird, wouldn't but, it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd do that, but not on podcasts. <laughs> just do that in the private <laughs> Just by myself. Um, the other milestone uh, that, that we've reached um, is this, I think, if we do this in sequential order, this is podcast number 20. 20. Absolutely. 20 is huge. plenty. Yes. But not plenty enough. We need to keep going. We do. We do need to be going. But we've been going since um, the beginning of the year. And 20 means roughly one every fortnight, which isn't too bad, is it? I mean, we're doing well. Considering we're very busy boys. Yeah, we've got a lot going on. We're yes. busy in our own rights, work wise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bits and pieces. Um, which brings me on to, um, yes, stuff going on. What's what's happening in your life, Tommy? Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit later about our reflections on the mental well festival, which happened uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Which which uh, all told was a was a a, a a blinding success, wasn't it? It was really good, really good. What an amazing experience! Yeah. yeah. Um, later on, we'll have a. I've got a a, a sort of slightly worse quality than this recording of of Tommy's speech that he did there. So we can have a little listen to that. But um. Yeah. Uh, what's going on in your, your life? What's this amazing thing you've got going on, this wellness thing? Tell us about that. Oh, well, okay. So um, I guess inspired by everything that we've done and, you know, the personal journey that I've been on over the last year, um, I've got an idea. 
I've got a movement. I'm starting a cult, basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, I had an idea, and it sort of came to me slowly, bit by bit. Um, obviously, suffering with mental health and, you know, the issues that come with it and the feeling of never, ever wanting to feel, you know, how I did when I was at my darkest. Just looking at all the things that made me feel better, personally, and... Um, just looking at the change that I've made, you know, with my eating, with my lifestyle, becoming more aware of uh, the environment and everything. I've, I came with this idea called 365 Good, 24-7 Great. And the basic idea and principle behind it is that, you know, when you do something good for somebody, like a good deed, or you do something good for yourself, you, you feel good, right? You probably feel great. And um, I like feeling great. You know, it's the polar opposite of being depressed and, you know, suicidal or, you know, feeling worthless. I, I want to feel great. And not just that, I want to make other people feel great as well. So I had this idea to every day do something that's good. And I started thinking about it. I thought, well, everyone does good deeds. That's a thing, you know, but why not rather than just doing a good deed every day, do something else, like do something that's good for the environment or something that's good for your mental health or something that's good for your physical health or maybe something that's just good fun and um i created a spinner and it's got six uh um what's well, like a if you can imagine a pie slice into six. Oh, like a sort of wheel of fortune where the thing yeah. goes round yeah and yeah. i made a spinner and um you know i did it with the children as well so that they could see it, the boys and i've got good health um good for your mind good for your body good for the environment good fun i've even put good riddance on there so you know you could say something that serves you no you know you say good riddance to something that serves you no purpose anymore and the idea is you you spin the spinner and whatever it lands on that day you must do something good you know that but related to related to what it spins on yeah oh. and um with the idea that you do that every day and it makes you feel great hence yeah. why Three, six, five, good, 24, seven, great. And that's my idea. And I'm starting a movement. And I'm going to get as many people involved in the world as possible to do this. Does that include me? You are one of the first people that is invited to do this, Andy, as my podcast partner. Okay. But how do I get a hold of the spinner? I mean, do I, well, look, you got I, a template that I I've, to... I've made it. I've made a prototype. Yeah. I've actually, you know, I'm terrible on, um, <laughs> what's not Cubase. We're going, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible on PowerPoint, PowerPoint but I yeah. made this really basic spinner right. with the, the, the six different pieces yeah. and um, I'll, I'll have to post it on our like social media page okay. so people can see it. Yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a little video every day of maybe spinning it yeah. and putting it out there and inviting people to do something or share something that they've done, whether it be something that's good for their health, good for their mental wealth, good for their you know, physical being good for them, whatever. Right. As long as it's good, I want them to do it and then report back on how they're feeling great so that we can start feeling great. We can start doing good things together, yeah. feeling great as within ourselves and making yeah. other people feel great. And maybe just having a really great world. So yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. So it sounds great. And and I like, I like the idea of leaving it up to destiny to decide what um you know what what your good thing is i mean it's like having a, a sort of uh 
Russian roulette or a, or a wheel of fortune, <laughs> but without any of the of the, the bad things, you know. Pure goodness, pure yeah. goodness, so that we can feel great. Because you know, like I said, we we this it's a tough world. It's tough, yeah. and I think going through what we've been through, we know that it's tough. But we also yeah. are more aware of the things that work to make us feel better. And yeah. ultimately, this is about getting people into a more positive state of mind, feeling good. And radiating goodness and just making us, I want, you know, feeling great is yeah. a great feeling. And of I course, really want yeah. everyone to feel great. So that's my little idea. That's amazing. So, so give us an example. So I've got my little spinner in front of me and they've yep. got the pies. Um, yep. And so it goes, wang, 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 wang. That's my little spinny noise. That's your spinny noise. Wang, 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 wang. And it's landed on, oh, good for the environment. Good for the environment. Right. Okay. There we go. All right. So what can we do that's good for the environment? We could recycle something yeah we could do a litter pick yeah you know, clean up some trash we could walk to work or on yep. the school run instead of using the car yeah and the, the great thing is is that i was you know we put this spinner together and i was doing it with my eldest kizzy and he spun it and it said good for the environment and he said daddy what does environment mean right and it got him asking a question oh. about the environment oh, and things listen. and i was like so straight away he's learning he's becoming more conscious of it and i was just like this is great you know, without sounding cheesy, 365 good, 24-7 great. Yeah. And yeah, so that's the idea. And I feel really excited that's about a, doing oh, it. That's, that's great, man. And it yeah. all came from not feeling great, yeah. from feeling yes. worse than great, actually. Yeah, yeah. So all on this, you know, mental health journey and trying yeah. to feel better. Yeah. That's where this idea came from. Well, we're all still on the journey. I don't think the journey ever ends, really. No, never. Does it? Let's never, face it. Never, never, never. And why would it? I mean, if you get ripe, you the only thing left to do is rot, right? <laughs> what the fuck? It's true. Oh, I've read that somewhere. I like If you get ripe, the only thing left to do is rot. Yeah. So, so, what's so that? ripe fruit. What's left for a ripe fruit if it doesn't get eaten? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's going it to rot. Yeah, well. So, never get fully ripe, mate. Always keep learning. Always keep, keep working. Stay yeah. green. Yeah. That's for, that, that is very true. Yeah. I could, probably could have made a better analogy, but you, you see where I was going with that. Well, I, there are times I wake up where I feel like a rotten fruit. <laughs> uh, bits. Bits don't quite function as well as they used to do. Yeah, the old the odd ache. I did a, did some yoga a couple of days ago, and, and I felt a lot worse the next day. That's probably oh, really? it's probably down more to the the quality of the teaching, which was pretty bad. Oh, anyway, but um, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, cool. So that's me. That's my whistling and whistling on with my feeling great and like yeah. Woohoo! Then what about you? You've been a busy boy. You've been in and out of the country, haven't you? So gosh, where where do I begin? Um, you know, I've had all sorts of ups and downs, all di different thoughts and that sort of thing. I mean, I I went away for two for about two months. Uh, I was working because uh, I'm a cameraman, and I always did this job out in Cambodia. Um, I did a and. Basically, I had this little spell out there whereby um, we were working in monsoon season mm. and we did this overnight filming and I got no sleep because I can't sleep uh, when there's a lot of noise. And we had like a sort of two or three hours sleep, told them that I was sort of vegetarian and that. And the only thing they gave me was rice and egg to eat for like a day and a half. Um, so no sleep, monsoon season, I got bitten to buggery by insects. I forgot to put the repellent on. Mm. So I had a bit of a, I had a little bit of a wobble when I was out there. Uh, I had a bit of a, I wouldn't say it was a sort of panic attack. It was more of a sort of, uh, just, I, I think it was just physical fatigue that turned into sort of mental fatigue. And then, you know, my sort of instant worry that I had. So I had quite a, yeah, not a nice spell when I was out in Cambodia. 
and it got me thinking quite a lot about uh you know I, so i i finished the the so for the last year i've been having um therapy psychodynamic therapy that goes back to the the childhood and talks about all that sort of thing and we finished it now we we, we we've sort of come to the sort of conclusion that and it's it's very true i'm in a very good place when i think about sort of dealing with my sort of base level but what i need to do now um as a sort of Fine, not well. I wouldn't say a final tweak, because you say like uh, you know these things never end. But um, I need to. Uh, what I've signed up for now is a bit of CBT. So because I've never done, I've never had CBT before, and they say um, that's a really good thing for for anxiety. So through Anxiety UK, uh, and this is a quite a good recommendation. Um, you can get cheap CBT therapy and hypnotherapy. So you join them for free. You pay a membership fee, which is about 30 or 40 quid for the year. But then you've got access to cheap and quite instant therapy. So rather than go through the NHS, you can go through Anxiety UK and, and um, it's means tested. Um, and so I pay £25 a session. I haven't had a session yet, so I will report back on, on to you. Yeah, but but I felt like I needed to have some CBT because that deals with the day to day. Because I still have this connection of feeling a bit whenever I'm sort of physically that like not feeling great i immediately associate that with anxiety and i worry about it so i think what i need is some sort of day-to-day -day sort of exercises which is what cbt does um so that's where i'm that with that at the moment um the other thing that i uh, i'm doing at the moment because you know i like to have a little read yes um i'm reading uh probably one of the most seminal books we've mentioned it before one of the sem seminal books on mental health which is the power of now yeah, yeah, Eckhart yeah. Tolle's the power of now and I have to say I'm, I'm only about a third of the way through it is quite a revelation yeah it really is yeah because like there's a couple of things that really sort of resonate with me about this book and 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 it's been said we've mentioned it before and it's been said in lots of other ways but he says it in a really really clear way that basically you are not your mind you know which I sorry to interrupt. I, you you posted that somewhere, yeah. didn't you? And I yeah. loved it. And I didn't realize that it was he that said that. Yeah, yeah. You're not your mind. Yeah, you're not. You're not your mind because when you think about it, you know, your mind races. Like um, one of our previous guests mentioned it, your mind races it, and you'll get all these thoughts coming, horrible thoughts. You know, you'll have a reactionary thought. You know, we've spoken before about you know the the chimp brain, the frontal lobe. You know, you'll have this reaction to someone. Then you'll have a thought about a minute later, think, or or even a few seconds later, going, "Why did you say that?" You know, mm. and then suddenly you become, you know, for our lives, we become associate. We we think our mind is it, you know, uh, and you hear about people that get um, that have commit suicide, and one of the last things they say is, "I can't live with myself anymore," you know. And when you think about it, that is clear true proof that. I can't live with myself. It, it, what it what it shows is that we are not um, a uh, one. Th we, you know, we're not this one thing. We're not this uh, thoughts, and that is it. You know, it's it's. Well, you can actually. Uh, and so, what Eckhart Tolle encourages is, is is stepping back and observing your mind. And so, every now and again, and try and do it as much in in maybe through meditation, through yoga, or whatever. Try and take a step back and just look at yourself and and become the watcher and you'd be so surprised at like the power of that of 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 just sort of taking a step out and just sort of 
saying, oh, you're, you're having those thoughts, okay. And because really our, our true self is not our mind. Our mind is just a, an organ. Our mind is something that, is, that is, is neurotransmitters. And, you know, and we put, and so the other thing he says, the power of now, he said that we put far too much um, emphasis on our past and we put far too much emphasis on worrying about what's happening in the future. Yeah. And, but, and we're, but the only thing, the only reality there is, is right now, because the past is gone. You know, that's not real. That's not happening anymore. That is, that is, it's not real. It's, all that is, is a memory, a concept. The future, all that is, is a memory, uh, is, a, is, a, is an idea. We don't know what's going to ha happen. You know, look at Brexit. Sorry to bring up that word. We don't, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. The only thing we can really guarantee is what's happening here and now. Me and you looking at each other. That is happening, you know? Yeah. So if we if we try and treasure that a bit more and try and put a lot more emphasis on that, on that, then uh you, you we will become liberated. We will become what you know, enlightened, what the Buddha said is enlightened. And and people have been it's not a new concept, people have been talking about this stuff for years and years. But Eckhart Tolle puts it in a very succinct and a very you know so it was no surprise to me that that book has has become a like a, a world bestseller opera winfrey talking yeah, about it yeah. and stuff like that you know so it's it's i have to say it's really helped me you know like a couple of days ago like, I had, I, like at the weekend um i had a few night quite heavy nights out and you know alcohol really does affect my mood and really like makes me feel crap but uh, uh, you know after reading power of now it was like you know you just got a hangover and you're just having those thoughts because and like you know that keeping stepping out and in stressful situations if you can just take a little step out and just look at yourself you know and try different ways i mean i like i say i'm only a third of the way through maybe we'll he'll talk a bit about some ways of doing that you know because i'm not exactly sure how to do that but um yeah i mean it's been good i mean and so in general i'm Okay, yeah, feeling very good at the moment. Yeah, so so oh, very nice, mate. It's nice to have a catch up. I've missed you. I've missed you too. Yeah, although we did catch up a couple of weeks ago yeah. at the Mental Wealth Festival. Seamless. You're good, Andy. You are good. <laughs> so I don't know if you anyone's listened to the um, the podcast with Ben Hicks. Uh, if you haven't, I I suggest you do so because it was a great podcast. And um, that's podcast number 18, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Number yeah. 18. And so um, he is the organizer of the Mental Wealth Festival, which they call the Glastonbury of Mental Health Festivals. Uh, <laughs> and it took place over four days um, at the beginning of October. Uh, and it was amazing. We, we um, so uh, we got invited to take part. Uh, well, let's be more specific. Tommy got invited to take part. I was left. I was just left uh, in the in the wayside. You know, I think Ben thought. Oh, I think I'd much rather have Tommy. Uh, well, you know, he um, he wanted you for the Bane panel, didn't he? <laughs> but you were busy that day. So <laughs> he, he wanted me for the Bane panel, but um, yeah, there was there was one uh, very white elephant in the room. There was is, there yeah. was <laughs> yeah, and then um. No, no, no. He invited he invited Tommy on. Um, I think because uh, it was it was a no man is an island um, men's mental health discussion, and uh, it was very white and uh, middle class. So I think Tommy was 
uh, you were creating a bit of diversity there. I there? did. I threw in a few yo's and gang signs and uh, <laughs> really made it happen. <laughs> so, so it was a massive thing for you, uh, Tommy. Tell us a little bit, a bit about um, how you prepared for it. And what we're going to do, um, like I said, we're going to play uh, Tommy's talk uh, for you in, in, in a little bit. But tell us about your thoughts on that and your preparations for it and, and your reflections. Yeah. Okay. So um, obviously it was an amazing podcast. And it was really nice to have Ben in. Um, and at the end of it, he sort of mentioned getting us involved, which I think, you know, I didn't really think about it. We're like, yeah, yeah, of course, we'd love to help. And um, when obviously the email came in and was like, yeah, you know, thinking about we'd like to uh, get you involved. Uh, Tommy would like you to say a few words. And, you know, obviously my my immediate thought is, you know, yeah, yeah, great, let's do it. And then I sort of, you know, it sort of sank in that um, actually, hang on. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing it with Andy. Like, I, I, I just assumed that we'd be there together. Uh, so I... <laughs> and also, uh, National Gallery. Yeah. And also, you know, the other panel members. Oh, my God. Go on, yeah. Yeah, go yeah on. so, yeah. Okay, so the, I, I kind of um, didn't really... I tried not to think about it. I just thought, yeah, fine, we'll go and we'll do it. And then uh, the panel was announced... And um, it, it was quite, um, should we say there's some heavy hitters on there, wasn't there? There were some heavy hitters on the panel. We had uh, Mark Rice Oxley, was the uh, editor of The Guardian, author of Beneath the Lemon Tree. Yeah, I don't think he's the editor of The Guardian. He's a Guardian journalist. Is he the editor of The Guardian? Or, or one of the editors of right, The Guardian. Right. Yeah, so right. uh, it was there. We had one of the, someone quite high ranking in The Samaritans. Um, there was one of the tutors, uh, Ian Tucknot, really amazing guy, really good story. He was on the panel as well. Uh, and then we had, um, Matt Johnson, Matt Johnson, uh, broadcaster. So we, it, you know, there was some, they were all quite big dogs. And then there was a little old me. So, um, Obviously, somebody who uh, has had a few panic attacks in his time and stuff. I actually did um, the ex the initial excitement. Kind of, uh, I felt waves of uh, panic and anxiety coming through. So I really had to sort of check myself. And then, um, you know, I saw, I, I actually phoned Ben and I was like, uh, Ben, you've sort of said panel of experts. I don't feel like I'm an expert, and I feel quite out of my depth here now. And I uh, had a really nice chat and he put my mind at ease. And he said, look, I'm not asking you to go on there and give expert opinions and stuff like that. I want you to kind of just go on there and be honest and talk about your story, you know, as a man, you know, as a black man, as a parent, and just sort of say a few words, you know, like 10, 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, right. Put my mind at rest a bit. But I did, I went through all up and downs and stuff like that. And I had to, you know, like I said, I had to check in a few times and sort of, you know, I said to my wife, I was like, Marilyn, like, you know, I was having the panic attacks and like there was days where there was, a, there was one day and I was like, I, I couldn't get out of bed. And I, and I was like, uh oh, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's rather than being excited about it, I'm starting to dread it. And um, I had to sort of, you know, thankfully my wife, she's becoming a pro at dealing with, you know, my mental health and my emotions. And she just sort of said to me, look, how are you looking at this? You know, if you're, you know, you're looking at it like, uh, it's you're being thrown into something. We said, no, you've been working towards this with Andy for a long time. And, 
everything that you've done up until now, this is what you've been asking for. You want to help people. You want to put the podcast out there to get men talking. And this is all part of the journey. And maybe what you're feeling isn't fear. And maybe it's not anxiety. Maybe it's excitement. And I sort of had a look, you know, I sort of had to think about it. And when I looked at it, I was like, actually, this is exciting. And this is something that's really good. And this is something that, you know, we have been pushing. We, you know, we, we don't just do the podcast for our own personal gain. You know, we always say, yeah, we feel great after doing it because we've spoken and stuff like that. But this is what it's about. And yeah, it's uncomfortable, but, you know, the magic happens when you step outside your comfort zone, right? And it was something completely out of our comfort zone because in here, we've got comfortable doing this. We have because yeah, now we can come and do this and this is our time and this is what we do. But going out and doing the panel, it was something new. And that was what it was. And it was when I sort of, you know, put a different look on it, it became exciting again. Obviously, when the day came, I did have to sort of take that deep breath before I walked into the room and, you know, just again, check myself like... Deep breath, Tommy. <laughs> and yeah, we sat down and um, I sat next to Mark, who he started and his story was amazing. And I was just like, oh, yeah, man. I was like, I have to follow that. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, from, from, from my point of view. So I got I got there, you know, I I, I listened to the BAME panel, which was great. Oh, they were fantastic, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was really good. Um, and then, you know, oh, I was thinking and then, yeah, out they came. Tommy was there and it, it it felt like oh my god and, and I like I was there with you I was because I was sat right by the right at the front I was thinking oh my god if that was me fuck I would be I don't know I'd be shitting myself you know I didn't say that to you then you know I mean obviously <laughs> yeah. obviously I was saying oh you'll be fine I'm glad you did but I, yeah. but you know there was me thinking fuck man you know because it was like because it was, it was, it, you know, it was, it was a, uh, it was in the National Gallery. It was uh, a lot of people in the audience were mental health professionals. Yeah. You know, they're all experts. Look at the panel. You know, Guardian writer, TV presenter. You know, yeah. head one of the sort of top people at Samaritan. You know, like there was, and then Tommy. You know, oh, but then, know. but you're right. I mean, so 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 you're here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play the. Um, I'm going to play the talk in a sec, but we're just setting the scene, you know? Yeah. But um, in fact, why don't we do that now? So, so, so let's set the scene. So there he is. Right. Well, I'm sitting at the front. Tommy comes in, you know, looking quite serene. He sits down. Uh, Matt, Matt, no, sorry, Mark does his sort yeah. of very amazing sort of talk and that. About his book as well. He's an author as well. Yeah. in the book. Yeah. And then over to Tommy. Yeah. Now you have to remember um, in the uh, brief, in the, in the brief they gave us, it was um, talk for 10 or 15 minutes, tell your story. So obviously I'd written down some things and prepared for it. But then when we were in the back in the green room, <laughs> um, uh, they said, well, actually, what we're going to do is we're just going to sort of, I want to introduce it. And then I'm going to give you all five minutes each to say something like why you're passionate about this. And I was like, that's not what I prepared. Um, so and, you know, again, we talk about blessings and curses. I think it was a blessing because all of a sudden I had this thing that, you know, I was trying to remember, like, I'll say this and I'll lead on to this and da-da-da-da. And in the end, I was just like, um, actually, sort of on a tangent, which, again, you know, I love going on a tangent. With the energy healing I've been doing, somebody said to me, you know, in anything you do, just be unapologetically you. And... uh 
I kind of, I felt like I was. I just felt like, you know, right, the script was out the window. I felt like I just screwed it all up, crumpled it up and threw it away. And I was just like, fuck it. And I said, look, I'm Tommy. This is... Well, let's play it. Rather yeah, than, yeah, rather yeah, than, yeah, yeah. yeah let's, <laughs> we're going to hear it. Okay. So everyone, this is Tommy's speech. Tommy Dankler um, from the Man Up Men's Mental Health podcast. Again, a real honor to be here. I'm very nervous. Um, what qualifies me to be here? I, uh, I am a man, which I'm very proud about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, like Mark next to me, I've suffered with my own mental health issues. Um, I suppose it all really came to a head a few years ago when uh, I found myself sitting on the floor in my front room. My child was two years of age at the time. He was trying to you know, engage with me and get me to play with him. And I couldn't even lift up my head to look him in the eye because I just felt completely ashamed of the weak, pathetic man that this child would have, the shame of calling his father, you know? Um, I guess mental health issues have played a part in my life through growing up. I just learned to disguise them very well. I, uh, I grew up as one of two black families on a council estate in Watford. Uh, my mother was an alcoholic. My father was living 100 miles away in uh, another city. Um, so yeah, I came from a broken home where alcohol and drugs were quite the norm. I learned to be a codependent, so I didn't talk about how I felt as long as my mum was okay, I wanted to protect her. You know? um, my father was an amazing man, I love him to bits, um, but again, with the distance, the strong male role model that I probably needed, it was quite inconsistent. Um, I guess I was a black stereotype. Um, I sort of ploughed through blindly. I was managed, you know, I was able to put a lot of it down to tiredness, you know. Uh, I was tired, I was working hard, I was always trying to do better, break the cycles, my mum and dad always told me. Um, but you can only gloss over so much. Um, and when you sort of don't deal with things, it just becomes a build-up of pressure. And uh, I think the realization that actually I was going to become a father, that's when the reality of it and uh, the magnitude of what I was going through became apparent. Um, all of a sudden I was faced with being responsible for a human being. And uh, all I knew was that I didn't want to make the same mistakes that my parents had done. I wanted to be better, you know. I wanted, I didn't want to be a, a stereotype when I was going through hard times with my wife. Um, I was panicking, where are we going to make it? And, you know, so all of a sudden you've got all these sorts of emotions and these real life sort of feelings that, you know, you have to do it, you can't hide from them. And um, so what did I do? I did what all great men do. I stuck my fucking head in the sand and I glossed over it. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine babe, we're going to be all right. I'm okay, I'm just tired. And that was my sort of go-to, I'm just tired, I'm just tired. But you know, inside the, you know, the garden was roses and all looking nice from outside looking in, but inside the house was crumbling. Um, it took a second child arriving for it to become too much. And I realized that actually things are not okay. Things are not how they should be. Um, 
the depression had kicked in to a point where, I mean, anyone who's experienced depression knows just the energy and the force that it takes just to get out of bed in the morning, just to try to function, just to try to do the most simple of tasks. It's huge. And like, well, depression's best mate is anxiety. <laughs> so those two used to get together and like have a little drink up and kick it out of me. They were proper buddies. And um, yeah, it took a real sort of full on breakdown in front of my wife to actually just say, look, it's not working. I can't do this. Like, I just, I can't breathe. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I just, I feel ashamed of who I am. I feel ashamed of the man that you're married to. And um, it was just a complete release and it was in that sort of moment of uh, release of vulnerability that finally I felt like the pressure valve was being released. And um, I think my biggest fear growing up as a man and <laughs> trying to be all the things that you said, trying to be the breadwinner, trying to be a modern day father that you know is present for his kids, that you know looks after his wife, that has his shit all together. You know, it was it got too much and I wasn't dealing with it properly. I didn't have the tools to deal with it. And um, but in that sort of moment of vulnerability, a lot changed. I um it all came out and like I said, the biggest fear was not being seen as a man by my wife. And that fear was really quite quickly allayed because instead of her looking at me and judging me how I thought she might or perceive me to be something less than what I thought I could be, it's like the barriers that she built up because you know, when you are depressed or you're suffering with anxiety, you can't do what you're meant to do. I couldn't so I was terrified of going for a promotion or trying to, you know, that that just it was crippling fear. And depression just like had gotten rid of all of my fight. So she thought I just didn't care about her or the children, but nothing could have been further from the truth, you know, at all. And um, we started talking and communicating, and that was quite new for me because, you know, heaven forbid a man communicated about how he felt. Who, who thought that would work, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was the most bizarre experience, and it was a real growing process, and we did it more and more and we started like looking into mental health and why I was feeling like this and we'd send each other bits and pieces and that's how my interest in it grew and I started posting things on social media like you know it's okay to be okay or not to be okay sorry okay not to be okay <laughs> and um yeah I just started posting things and then all of a sudden out of the blue this wonderful gentleman called Andy Richardson uh contacted me and said Mate, I didn't realise that you were going through this sort of stuff. It's really cool that you're talking about it. Um, I've gone through some similar stuff. Would you consider doing a men's mental health podcast and maybe talking about it? Yes, I would. And um, just through that moment of vulnerability and through sort of understanding a bit that actually I wasn't weak and pathetic. I, you know, I wasn't less of a man for actually being overwhelmed something so amazing has come out of it um, and the last sort of year or 18 months of life has been night and day we've done some amazing things 
had a charity boxing match in front of 15,000 blokes that I've ever met in my life come in and talk to us for no financial gain or benefit but purely just to sort of say fellas we've been there we understand there are better days you know and um, I feel so proud of what we've done I hope to continue and um, yeah it's great to be here I'm looking forward to the discussion and thank you for having me thank you in the room yeah go on go on go on yeah yeah go on yeah so um it was surreal um well my reflections after watching that i was like he's fucking nailed it oh thank you he's absolutely he's, he's more than nailed it he's like i thought to be honest they were all amazing but i thought yours was probably maybe i'm biased but you it was have my, to say that okay my podcast okay partner, it was my favorite it. <laughs> it was my favorite it was my favorite reflection and you were yeah you were my favorite person because you were the you know you were the not to say that the other people weren't real. I mean, they were all absolutely amazing. But to me, it was yeah, you were you were sort of the, yeah, brutally honest and, and unapologetically and, me. Yes, exactly. Yeah yeah, 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 and funny as well. You know, I, yeah, it was great. It was great. Do you know what? It was um, what's an experience? What's an experience? And I, you know, I think I've said a few times just gratitude. Like I just feel so much gratitude for what we're doing, Andy. You know, we really are. We set out to do this podcast with nothing more than, you know, let's just talk and hopefully get other people to talk. It's not even been a year and we've done so much good stuff and we're going to be doing so much more good stuff. And yeah, just feel gratitude for the opportunity to do that. And, um, you know, loads of good things have come from that as well. Like we've got some amazing guests lined up, people that want to come and talk to us now as a result of that, people that have, you know, messaged on our social media and just, you know, thank you for doing the talk and, you know, thank you for being honest. And it, it just feels like we've got purpose. You know, what we're doing, it's got purpose. Yeah, it's great. And and, and also we've got um, some, uh, yeah, well, you'll you'll hear some announcements, but there's going to be some there's going to be some um, uh, some live stuff going on as well uh, pretty soon. Um, I can't tell you the the exact dates and that, but um, it will be open to the public, so we will let you know about that. But there's going to be some some more um, sort of live uh, events with us involved, yeah. basically uh, in London, I'm afraid, but. If you, uh, anyone listening to this has got a local uh, school hall or uh, a local place and you want us to come up and chat rubbish for, a, yeah. you know, then we can do that. And I'm that's sure. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is happening. We've had a few people sort of, you know, ask if we'd talk and, you know, do things like that. So, yeah, as long as you pay our bus fare. Yeah. <laughs> You're old enough for a free bus pass now, now, aren't you? Oh, <gasps> you cheeky kids. <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about 
God, I'm not that far off 50 now. I'm, you know, I'm thinking well, we, we should do, well, I, I want to do a podcast about aging and, and age and, and, and the sort of mental, you know, I feel I'll be in my comfort zone with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, good times, man. Yeah, good times. Good, good times. So, so anyway, um, so yeah, so we're, we're about sort of 40, 40 minutes in. Uh, any, we can waffle, can't we? We really can waffle. We can. We can. We're getting good at this. Yeah, well, let's not get too big-headed. Keep humble. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just good at waffling. Oh, yeah, good at waffling, <laughs> not, yes. Yeah. Not podcasting. Yeah, We're yeah. still a work in progress. <laughs> We're not ripe. <laughs> well, another word for a waffle is a crepe, and we are, you know, we are crepe. Sorry, that was terrible. God. <laughs> um, now, any other business? Any Anything else we need to, we need to talk about? Um, you know, anything to promote? Anything any stuff that's going on oh yes i wanted to talk very briefly um talking about mental health um because we normally do this sort of mental health and the news thing and i'm going to spring this one on tommy and he's going to give give me the the sort of rabbit in the headlights can can you tee people up to why i give you the uh, blank look it's not just because i'm stupid because it's partially because i'm stupid (laughs) because basically i i would like to do a mental health and the news thing but tommy doesn't read or watch the news refuse to don't i i refuse to. yeah which i think is great for the mental health definitely but i wanted to touch briefly on the prince harry thing basically so uh, let me let me fill you in okay so prince harry and Meghan, um they did a tour of uh africa i think or somewhere yeah africa and um they invited someone from itv along with them and then they opened up about um their struggles that they're having at the moment, Megan was talking about her uh, struggles with the press and, uh, you know, them being quite sort of nasty to her. And Harry was even sort of, you know, he was really open and he said um, every time he sort of hears a camera click, he thinks back to when his mum died, you know, because she was hound famously ha- yeah, yeah. running away from the press when her car Oof. crashed. Um and then he also said that he's struggling uh, with his relationship with his brother, um, Prince William. And, um, yeah, he's very open about, you know, his, his mental health. And he was basically said, you know, on national press, in front of everyone, you know, the prince, he's basically said, I'm struggling. You know, I'm struggling with my feelings and my mental health. Wow. Um, you know, and I think that was, it's great because they do that heads together uh, charity which yeah. is um a, a a mental health charity um yeah to help people that are struggling basically um so he was putting his money where his mouth i'm not like i'm not a royalist you know i'm not someone who's like you know uh i, I i'd be sort of quite happy if we were like a republic but on the flip side um i actually quite like those two young royals you know i think they like they've been put into that role um, from no choice of their own and they're embracing it and they're doing a lot of good around the world. I also think the Royals, you know, they do actually probably get a lot of sort of bring a lot of tourists in and all that. So I, I'm I'm not like anti, you know, let's get yeah. rid of the Queen or whatever. You know, I'm just a bit dubious about, you know, the sort of power and the money. And Anyway. That's another. That's another thing. Sorry. Anyway, and back to Brexit. Let's go. Yeah, oh no, sorry, sorry. Do get get off my soapbox. Um, but anyway, uh, so so I actually quite like them them too. And and um, yeah, and it 
it basically, again, in the press, there was loads and loads of stuff about mental health and men's mental health and all that sort of thing. So they did a good thing by it's it. It's only a good thing, isn't it? I mean, the more people talking about it, especially, we said this before, especially if you're in like a position of, what would you call it? Not power, but a, well, if you're famous, you're a royal crikey, you know, celebrity, whatever you want to call it. If you've got people with status making noise, people do listen, don't they? And sometimes that is the only way to get through to people sometimes. No, big style. And, and, and what it also shows is that no matter how well off how famous how how many people you got around with you, you you can still struggle happiness is not something that can be bought yeah there's no prejudice there like depression anxiety there's no prejudice it's coming for you it's coming for you if exactly it's coming, it's coming for you yeah you could yeah. be in the most sort of you know amazing job have the most amazing partner or whatever but it can still hit you out of the blue and 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 uh yeah. and i think you know i i mean i i doff my cap i say fair play to him for hats doing off that. to you harry yeah Yep. Absolutely. Hats off to Harry. Hats off to Harry. Well, that'll be the ultimate guest if we get those boys on. Can you imagine that? Men's mental health. Will we get. Should we, should we make that a goal? Let's make let's let's put it out there as an affirmation or whatever. Yep. Maybe, I'll message them on social media. <laughs> maybe uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll you know maybe in a year's time or two years. You never know. Oh, we'll do it. Okay. All right. All right. Challenge accepted. Yep. The Royals. They're kept, ladies and gentlemen. Especially gentlemen, because this is a men's mental health podcast. Yeah, mental men. We will. We will. The mental men. We will. We will uh, do our best to try and get those boys on. Maybe not together if they're not talking to each other. Maybe separately. Maybe we could be the bridge between them back together. Do you think so? No, but <laughs> I. <laughs> but let's try and get them on, nevertheless. Okay, let's yeah. do that. Okay. All right. So um I think that's it for the for, for the week. That's been us two chatting amongst ourselves. It's been great to catch up, mate, and have a one-on-one little talk with you. Oh, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. I love you, mate. I love you too. I love you too. Not the band, you too. I say you too. <laughs> They're also good. Yeah, they are. They are. Anyway, <laughs> speak to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.